0: I'm still trying to figure out what to do today. You know, like after John took us to, wow, another world. Like, you know the 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 spirituals. I mean, the, John. You know what do you call the... It's spirituals, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, I could. Uh, uh, my brother married a girl from Med, Metrie, Louisiana, which is outside New Orleans. And uh, you know, New Orleans, New Orleans is filled with that kind of music because uh, we had this really bad time in America, and one of the things that got a lot of people through was the music and the style of music and and that settled in all down you know around that that part uh, wow so that was really felt like, yeah, singing those songs, is like yeah, we I sometimes see like a big countdown clock going with years and days and hours, you know, all the way down and it's like the clock's just rolling Jesus is seated at the right hand because he obeyed the Father, and the Father says, "I want you to sit in this place of authority until I make your enemies your footstool." And when the Father says, "Go back," let's go to the next place. Then he will be here, and it's not—it's not something, you know. That God bless all those spiritually that have bought the lie that there isn't a clock running. It, there is a timetable going out right now. I'm going to try, let's go, let's go to Second Peter, we'll see what happens here. Last time I spoke, we, it was Second Peter chapter 2, and I did verses 1 through 10. And so I'm going to try to uh, do some more of this, and I may move fast through this. Lord, um, your will this morning. Be, be with us. Speak to each of us how you want to. Um, Peter's seen a lot when he's writing this, this second, we'll call Second Peter, this next letter that he sent out among the churches, and they read it everywhere, at that time period. And you know, down through the, down through the ages, we ever saw from probably parts of the world get to places like this, and it's good to go read what Peter was telling them was. Um, he was just spelling it out sort of like how it was and, and, and encouraging. He's so trying to encourage everyone in hard times to, 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 be in, to, to go on, to don't. Uh verse 9, chapter 2, verse 9, just for a back up. And then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly. From temptation, and how to keep the unrighteous under punishment for the day of judgment, especially those who indulge the flesh and its corrupt desires and despise authority. That sounds harsh if you've been raised in Christianity that's one sided, sort of like one wing without the other wing. You know, and all of the attributes of our God are all in play at the same time. God is love but you'll meet people that that's all they want to center on. But God is just. And some center on just on the just part and won't, they're kind of a black and white kind of a, you fix this now and go get it, you know. So you got the ones sort of like putting their daisies in the end of the gun, you know, in the 1960s. And, you know, the, did y'all see any of those like the, National Guards standing there, and they got their rifles drawn, and the hippies have come up and taken the daisies from the yard, and they're sliding the peace and putting the and that made like some like Time magazine and stuff. And I was lived in a weird time. I went, yeah, I told you I only met two hippies. They were they weren't from here. They were just hitchhiking, needed a lift down the road. Gedston didn't know about. It. Summer of Love. They heard about it later someday. <laughs> you know. I think I was working at a car wash that summer anyway. so <laughs> Didn't matter what was going on in San Francisco. I was just trying not to fall under the car as the chain was pulling the thing through the tunnel. And it was a hand washing car wash thing. It was There was no automation. Young boys that risked their lives jumping in and out of cars being pulled with a chain. And I would have had a longer career had I not in that little old lady that was 400 feet out of the insurance zone of the, of the college. They were letting me drive the car, and like, yeah, I had slick boots, and uh, I, could either, I could either hit the little old lady's car that were looking with their eyes going, <gasps> or, or I could hit the telephone pole. So I chose the telephone pole, and then the owner said, Mr. Ben, we're just going to have to let you go. I understand that. He says, by the way, that telephone post is 400 feet out of our insurance area. I still drive by his house every now and then and bless him. He's probably been with the Lord a long time, but I just it just it just all comes back. I even show you I'll take a picture of it someday and show it to you. You go, I don't know that house. Well that's <clears throat> that's where the boss of the car wash, the owner of the car wash place lived. <clears throat> Okay, let me try to get back here. Okay, so verse 10, second part of that verse, let's see. Uh, no, yeah. Daring, self-willed, they do not tremble when they revile angelic majesties or glories. So this is the attitude of some people that you're going to run into. And it's in our heart in degrees because that's what we can identify this too. Verse 11, whereas angels who are greater in might and power do not bring a reviling judgment against them before the Lord. You get this? There are people that are giving angels down the country. And yet angels in that order of creation, which is quite powerful, do a lot, you know, God's made them that way they don't say something or do something back toward these humans we're not very smart sometimes verse 12 but these like unreasoning animals born as creatures of instinct to be captured and killed reviling when they have no knowledge will in the destruction of those creatures also be destroyed now what is he saying i've jumped because i've left that first 10 verses he up in earlier in the passage verse let's go to chapter two verse four i see i'm digging myself or sawing a limb off okay it says for if god did not spare angels when they sinned but cast them into hell and committed them to pits of darkness reserved for judgment this is the place that god has designed and he didn't spare the ancient world where he preserved Noah, a preacher of righteousness, with seven others, when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. So he's listing things right there. But, the, but, the, but what Paul is referring back to verse 4 there now, down here where we are, is that he's, he's made a place for these angels that rebelled. Okay? He's got a place. And now these humans, because they're acting this way, that God is going to, apparently, send them to the same place. Does that make sense? In verse 12. Okay. And the destruction of creatures also be destroyed. Okay. That's the fallen angels. Verse 13. Suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong. The just God in his justice. He's fully loved, but he's fully just. And so in his justice... Uh, He's going to put these rebellious angels with these rebellious humans, and put them under the same uh, experience in the, where they end up. Verse thirteen: They counted a pre- pleasure to to revel in the daytime. They are. St- Peter, he's, I guess he's older and he's just really, he holds, He doesn't hold back. He's not a southerner and say it politely. You notice how we can say things and never really say it straightforward? We just kind of, you know, waste. They are stains and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions as they carouse with you, having eyes full of adultery that never cease from sin, enticing unstable souls, in verse 14, having a heart trained in greed cursed children forsaking the right way they have gone astray having followed and you and I are not Jewish the way of Balaam the son of Beor, who loved the wages of righteousness now he was the guy that the king uh, Israel was passing down the valley The king hires a prophet to go up and curse Israel and so Balaam is the one to curse them so he keeps trying to curse them and then he gets to a place that his donkey, he gets in a tight spot with some rocks on either side and trying to, and, he, and the donkey won't go forward. So he's beating on the donkey to go forward like, come on, let's go. And he's beating on him and the donkey turns around and talks to him. The donkey says, there's an angel with a sword drawn up here in front of you. I'm just trying to keep you from being killed. To paraphrase. But that's pretty pretty. Uh, wow, verse 16, but he received rebuke for his own transgression for, from a mute donkey speaking with the voice of a man restraining the madness of the prophet kept him from putting a curse on Israel. Verse 17, these are springs without water mist driven by a storm for whom the black darkness has been reserved. For speaking out arrogant words of vanity, they entice by fleshly desires, by sensuality, those who barely escape from the ones who live in error, promising them freedom while they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by by what a man is overcome, by this he is enslaved. Our culture is full of people. to other people. Just... They're not satisfied with being this way themselves. They have moved on with this. Um, I'm trying to avoid my sidebar things that my mind's going off on little. Illustrations, so I'm trying to stay here. Okay, verse 20. For if, after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome. The last state has become worse for them than the first. Just picture it, I guess, it's not a very good illustration, but I don't know, maybe it was my C.S. Lewis days book. But picture it as, as a, a hall with doors, and there's one door cracked open, and light is coming out from the door. So as you go down the hall, you go to check, and you want to look in there because there's light so strong that it's leaving a you know, bright light coming out the door. And this is the way, Jesus being the door, this is the path of, this is life. You step into the room, and the room is bigger than it you would expect, right? And this is the kingdom of God, Jesus is the door, it's open, you go in, you would think you would stay. People don't. There are people after they've been there for a while and go, nah, I don't want this. I'm going to go back. They go back into the hall. It's the only door that leads to life and they've chosen not to go there. They've left it. They've gone back into the hall with a bunch of other doors leading to nothing. No matter which one they go, there's only one door. There's only one door. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. So, you give me a better illustration, I'll change. I'll come up with something better. Um, that was verse 19, wasn't it? So, verse 20. For if after they have escaped... Oh, no, this is what we just did. Uh, after they escaped... Okay, that's the door illustration. The last state becomes worse for them than the first, 21. For it would be better for them not to have known the way of righteousness, like going through the door, than having known it to turn away from the holy commandments handed on to them. It has happened to them according to the true proverb, which is quoted further back in the Old Testament because mine's in all caps, a dog returns to its own vomit and a sow, a pig, after washing returns to wallowing in the mire, back in the mud saying they're that kind of people chapter 3 this is now beloved the second letter I'm writing to you in which I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of a reminder that you should remember the words spoken beforehand by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior spoken by your apostles now he's going to go into you get an idea that Peter has seen things. Peter knows things. From being with Jesus and his own experiences with God. He says verse chapter three, verse three. Know this first of all, that in the last days mockers will come with their mocking, following after their own lust, saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all continues just as it has from the beginning. That's in the air, in the Western culture, in the United States, continually growing. You're gonna run you I run into people who go, eh, believe what you want to believe, I'll believe what I want to believe. This is not valuable to them. Verse 5, and when they remain this, it escapes their notice that by the word of God, the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and by water, H2O, through which the world at that time was destroyed, being flooded with H2O. And there's a reason I'm going to do it chemically. But by his word, the present heavens and earth are being reserved for fire. This time, space, universe. Kept for the day of judgment and destruction of ungodly men. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day. Time is going on. It doesn't feel like it's going anywhere, but it is. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. That's why if there's a waiting, it's because he cares about people. Everybody to get on the, on the ark like with Noah as you can possibly get on the ark. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat and the earth and its works will be burned up. Since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct, conduct and godliness? Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be destroyed by burning and the elements will melt away with intense heat. Now, the the point is the next one, because in 13 says, but according to his promise, we are looking for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. That got me start thinking. I start thinking a little bit. Now, some of you are better scientists than I am, so you can ahead and check the first thing i thought about was yeah lord you know we're on this little bitty this little bitty earth out here moving a thousand miles we're spinning a thousand miles an hour and we're i used to know all these i could rattle off all these numbers to my students in high school you know the speed they were we're going around the sun we're- you know and-, and then the solar system is rotating at a certain speed it's it's moving t- away from other solar systems you know, there's just all this movement going on. Well, the mass of the Earth in gram weight is 5.98 times 10 to the 27th power. That's how much the Earth weighs. If you want, then I started thinking about, well, how many atoms are here? You know, the distance in a in a in a uh, hydrogen atom is from the from the the nucleus to the To the one electron, that the spatial difference is about the same as it is from here to the sun. Is that right? Or the Earth Moon? Somebody remember? It's a long empty space. They're real small, but it's roughly equivalent distance. Okay. So, just stop me anytime you go. That's enough. My head hurts. Okay. So, in atoms, I started thinking. Well, what's the what's that's the atomic? What that's the weight of the Earth, right? How you gonna weigh the Earth? That's the way the Earth they figure. So, how many atoms are here on this planet? The Earth is 1.33 times 10 to the 50th power in atoms. In fact, if you're drawing it in zeros, it's, it's a long string of zeros. There are seven basic elements that the Earth is made of iron, oxygen, silicone magnesium, sulfur, calcium, aluminum, it's interesting that there are seven. Now we have derivatives of stuff and we have all these other uh, compound, you know, uh, elements. We've got the elemental chart now is way on up there in numbers of elements that we found. right? So that made me move over to the next thought which was, yeah I used to remember about how the hydrogen bomb was made always have trouble with fission and fusion well this bomb that they start before they got to a hydrogen bomb the Manhattan Project Offen, Offenheimer is that how you say his name? yes he uh, you know they were out in what was it Arizona that they were working on this working on working with fission reaction what they take is they take some uh, they're able to take um, they they, it's sort of like you make a little you need a spark plug to start it so they start with a primary stage and they use uranium 235 or plutonium 239 because it's uh, unstable and uh, they kind of set off they have to have a fuel so they have to have like a, a heavy isotope of hydrogen there and so they they kind of they need to kind of jump start this like a spark plug thing, and so they they kind of spark this now this is all taking place in just moments just within you know i don't even know how long it was i didn't look that up but they 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 they, like in your car you got a spark plug and you got a piston and you have got this area in there that we shoot gas into it and then the spark plug makes a spark right and the spark makes a little explosion it. And when the little explosion goes off, it pushes the piston down. And so, if you've got an eight-cylinder car, you've got eight little explosions going on in in an order, in a pattern, which causes the it to start working. And then, pretty soon, you're driving down the road. And the faster you go, the more explosions take place. You don't think about that. You can read the RPMs and the speed limit, especially when the police light comes on. You go, uh oh. I'm 25 miles over the limit here in the Southside. They don't look favorably upon that. All, all these little explosions, but in this one explosion, they uh, they start with this initial uh, detonation. Okay, this detonation when they when they set it off, it hits in a millisecond, a hundred million degrees. Now, the Kelvin scale is 0 is freezing and 100 is boiling. So 100 million degrees of Kelvin goes out. And then, in this moment, it's going to, it goes outward, but they put it inside a container so that it can't go anywhere. So it builds up inside this container and then it, and then it turns into fusion reactions. Compresses. It compresses down to um, it goes supercritical in this compression stage. So fission it, it explodes outward. Gets a hundred million degrees Kelvin. Compresses downward, and as it compresses downward in, in a fusion reaction, it causes atoms. This is so powerful that it causes atoms to split, and as the atoms split, and they have they have to be, um, did I write down what they were splitting? Probably not. Plutonium. So it goes down, it splits plutonium, which they have in there. The plutonium now splits under this fusion reaction. So you got fission. It goes outward gets really hot it's inside a container it goes downward it, it closes it, it compresses like a dark like a black star like a black matter okay so dark that no light comes out have I lost you completely not totally. so you can see it's gone out it's going in as it goes in the plutonium now is heated even further than the initial so that so when it went boom out like a spark hundred million degrees Kelvin it goes down because it can't get away the wallet they've got it in inside a container so it goes down and there's plutonium in there now they actually use in part of this they use styrofoam they've got this stuff in there and they've come up with putting it in styrofoam so they keep everything where they want it until it starts of course when it starts it's all the second of course I don't think the styrofoam stays I have a feeling that it it dissipates it just melts away now you've got an empty space it's dropping down there's plutonium in there now it's going to raise the temperature of the plutonium to 300 million degrees Kelvin as the plutonium goes to 300 million degrees Kelvin it this is fusion, okay, this is like the sun, it, then it, it can't stay there. It explodes outward, and now at 300 million degrees, the container can't contain it. The plutonium starts hitting the stored, um, what do they store around it? They've stored something else around the plutonium. I can't find it. Okay. So anyway, it explodes outward, and as it explodes outward, it causes the atoms to start splitting up, the parts of them. This one splits in two. The next one hits another, another one splits in two. This one splits in two. Chain reaction begins. We have a, it goes. Thermal nuclear reaction. Everything is exploding outward. Now, go back to the Manhattan Project. When they came up with the idea of the very— now that, I was describing a hydrogen bomb they came up with. It was more powerful. In the beginning, they didn't have a hydrogen bomb. That, that's a, the chemicals I was, just was putting in. Okay, it's, it's much more powerful than the first atomic bomb. They eventually learned to make hydrogen bombs. But when they did the first ones, and they were in the lab— have you ever seen a movie on them about them working down there? It was scary because they were figuring this all out, chemistry, the physics of it, and the concern among the scientists was, okay, this is going to react. This is going to work out here. How do we know that it will stop? There's a good chance that when we set this off, the whole planet is going to turn into a burned out it's gonna like, look like everybody in Infinity Wars if you've seen that, you know, where they all turn into dust and blow away. The whole planet is gonna blow away. But it didn't happen. Thank goodness that it, the amount of plutonium and stuff they have can only go so far. Now they're using, a hydrogen bomb uses plutonium, I can't remember what they were using. But probably uranium on the first ones. So they learned with plutonium that they could, they could, because it's so dense. These chain reactions would go further and would be greater. So, using plutonium, it gives a yield in a hydrogen bomb of fifty kilotons. You know, what a ton is is like thousand, know, right? So, fifty kilotons of TNT. If you had fifty kilotons of TNT stacked up here and you set it off it would be equivalent to a hydrogen bomb. So it wipes out a whole bunch of space. So the sun, our sun, they can't duplicate yet. They keep working on this. If they can ever figure out how to make a controlled fusion reaction, they can take the energy that's going out from that and they can use it to light the earth up with next to nothing okay so fission is when it blows outward fusion is when it compresses inward okay our Sun is doing this in once in one second it blows outward on the surface somewhere deep inside of it and and then it it uses hydrogen and it compresses inward and when it compresses inward it releases helium Kind of a heavy helium and some stuff, and and whenever you have um, energy doing this, it gives off photonic energy, photon, what you see, light and heat. So it so in this reaction of fusion, in a moment is continually doing this. It blows outward, it compresses, it blows outward, it compresses, fusion, fusion, release of of helium and Photonic energy, thermonuclear reaction, and then it blows out again. Now, as it's doing this, I'll be through in a second. So, it uses, it produces, it uses 620 million metric tons of hydrogen and makes 606 million metric tons of helium each second. So, the mass of energy that leaves our sun every second is 0.7 percent of the mass in the form of electromagnetic radiation so what does that say it 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 takes 620 million metric tons to run this reactor called the sun each second of helium hydrogen when it compresses down it releases it, it because hydrogen is H2 is a is a molecule of it and helium, you know, is the next step Okay, so so it 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 makes six hundred and six million metric tons of helium in that same second. So we are losing how much? Six from twenty. Fourteen. So we're losing fourteen metric tons. Every second as we produce light. So it's not much, and that's why you get a lot of energy out of a fusion reaction. And why eventually our yellow sun will become a red, big sun before it finally uses itself up. So I see your eyebrows up. Why is he saying this? So if you have a star, a sun that's a blue-white one, they're very powerful and they're very young. And then you get older and the sun's become yellow-white, which is what ours is. So ours has been around a while, and then eventually it will turn into a really large red sun. Surface will start expanding, and at some point, it will supernova and no longer can it do this push-pull, 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 it'll finally go all the particles will extend outward and not go back in to the middle. And when they do, we'll have a supernova, which we see every now and then in outer space. Is that? It means nothing yet, but do you, you, you get the idea, right? <laughs> okay, chapter three, verse ten again. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat and the earth and its works will be burned up we are describing a thermonuclear reaction not a consistent push, pull, push, pull but a fission reaction of all of the elements of the universe they're going to start going off, bumping into others, splitting, 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 splitting. And it's going to, re- when that happens, it gives off what? Light and heat. This universe is going to go supernova. <laughs> universe nova. Something. I don't know what you call it. That's what he's describing. That's pretty interesting, isn't it? Just old Peter the fisherman describing electromagnetic radiation reaction of a nova experience but he's not just he's, he's probably seen this in a vision he's probably seen what's going on okay so since all these things will be destroyed in this way what sort of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness. Peter's used this whole illustration as a motivation. He's just trying to find motivations. The morning of Pentecost, when the Spirit fell in the upper room, and they came outside preaching in all these other languages that they didn't know, and Peter stood up to be kind of the spokesman and says, These men are not drunk as you suppose. That's what it looked like, right? That they were talking on But this is what the prophet joel said that in the last days i will pour out my spirit and all men will prophesy well that was just part of it when you when you when you go read that in acts two he with other many convincing truths peter kept preaching pricked their hearts three thousand said what must we do Peter's motivated by the love of God. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. The Father and I are one. And then you and I are one. So we have the same motivation burning within us at times. It's there all the time, but sometimes it flares up. You have the same motivation in you that Peter has in him. You'll say whatever you need to say and do whatever you need to do to convince people that you know that there's more there's an abundant life I have came that they might have life and abundance I am the way, the truth, and the life no one comes to the Father except by me And then he said, 13. But according to his promise, we are looking for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, since you look for these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, spotless and blameless, and regard the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given him, wrote to you. And also, in all his letters, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which the untaught and the unstable distort as they do also the rest of the scriptures by their own destruction. This goes on right now. You can turn on television, movie star personalities, famous, it doesn't matter. It's going on all the time. There's someone out there saying these very things right now because they don't know him. They are mouthpieces for an enemy of God because... They're hoping to say it to unstable people who will start nodding with them, going, yeah, I'm going to follow that. I'm going to, I'm just going to take a little bit of anything I want to. I'm just going to be, believe a little of this, a little that. i just put it all together. i just stir it up. I'll just take, you know, I'll just, that'll be okay. Yeah, I don't really believe this Jesus person. No, I don't really believe the Bible. Yeah, it's just a bunch of Jewish people writing things down. Yeah, no, there's nothing to all this. Nah, it's always been this way. It's never going to change. But, ah, look, the sun comes up every day. Yeah, it's gradually degrading. It's going to take a long, long time. Basically, the star will be long, long gone, generations upon generations. We'll go to other stars. We'll go inhabit other, other galaxies. We'll have Star Trek engines. Space, the final frontier. To go where no man has gone before. Yeah, there's the sound doing the (laughs) Uh, it would be funny if it was not terribly stupid it could be really funny Scotty I need more power yes needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one something <laughs> you there verse 17 I, I totally brought this on myself verse 17 you therefore beloved knowing this beforehand be on your guard so, why would he say that except that you need to be on your guard Build your guard so that you are not carried away by the error of unprincipled men and fall from your own steadfastness, steadfastness, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and, the, and to the day of eternity. Amen. There are huh? got to look to something i mean you can either look to yourself which tons of people look to themselves and religious people look to themselves and people add they think they see stuff in here that's not in here and then pretty soon they're doing it on the television on their christian channel on their show and they're saying stuff and people are going yeah that's really i hear them say to me stuff that they have picked up somewhere can I just do one of them? Just, just one. Just, I'll quit with this. I'm sure they're well-meaning. But but how they got there, I don't know. They're talking about, well, I'm just going to reach into the future. I'm going to take a healing for you from the future, and I'm going to bring it here, and then you'll be healed. What? Do you understand the time space continuum at all? No, obviously not. Now I realize I'm more scientific maybe than they are. Maybe they're missing, maybe they just want to. They, they're teaching this to uh, multiple times on their Christian channel. And there are people watching this, and, and I've heard people say this to me. I go, What? where did you get that where oh i, I heard you don't, i heard blah 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 say, say this on their show blah 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 i, I want to just go you know that's not what the bible says and i want to say and that's really stupid and really mystical but not in a good way mystical You and I exist in time, space, and God can—you know—he's here in time, space, all the time with us. Jesus says the Holy Spirit is like the wind. You don't see Him coming, but you can tell by the effects, right? You don't see what He's doing. He's been here this morning. John didn't—I mean, you—you prayed, I'm sure. Please, Lord, come. Give me, give me the right tunes. Oh, He gave you the right tunes. Oh, man, that was the tunes for the morning. We miss them sometimes, and we get them sometimes. That was the right set. That was the right set. He was trying to tell us that, yes, you were all slaves. And that's why I gave you music. But you're free now. But I don't want you to forget that. When you hear stuff that reminds you of that, the old southern, I mean, when you hear tunes like that, is to remind you, you are all you are all slaves to sin. I set you free. I don't want you to ever forget that. I hate. I'm I'm, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna get carried away. I go to McDonald's in the mornings. They play Christian radio. They have got to be hiring a dozen people up in Nashville, and, I'll, and i just see them. I can't prove it, but I know they go in the studio. It's 8 a.m., let's go to work. Let's write some tunes. What do you want to write today? I don't know. Let's write, okay, that one sentence. Let's just sing that one sentence for three and a half minutes. It'd been different if the sentence that they sang for three and a half minutes had anything to say. It didn't. It didn't. They punched the clock. They got paid they come back money let's write some more tunes we're going to put it on Muzak radio for mcdonald's and all these others they will just pay us a little bit of money and they can play this station I, I, oh gosh oh gosh oh gosh however i was at Southside at the mcdonald's at the grub mart because i happened to go down to work on my cat and there's some farmers that know me so when i come in they go hey coming to work on your log house today yeah a little bit so there was three of them there nobody else it was early it was like six six in the morning and they put on breathe and i said i know the person that wrote that song you do yeah Barnett. i told him the background of the song i said in not that cool somebody i know who wrote this song mcdonald's is playing it through their canned music but that song says something i want to go are y'all paying attention at all what y'all just putting on stuff because you think it's christian it's like it's not saying anything quit making music that doesn't say anything the reason that our ancestors wrote hymns and all the different have you ever noticed that good hymns have good theology now some of them are usually written really high and it's hard for us to sing I guess everybody was really good sopranos back then because everything that I can't sing either everything is like up here it's above the scale all the songs are I go You know what? We must eat different things now. It must be corn syrup, something another, because I can't sing up there. All those, you know, it's rare to sing some of them. But when you read them, they are so complicated spiritually that you have to go look up. What are they just saying? I go to my wife. What what did this verse just say? What that was so? Wow, that was wow. That's deep. it's going to burn up we're going to have the scene from Infinity Wars except everything is going to go to ash things are just going to go whoosh. you know when, when they uh, this, is not to, this is not to make fun of anything when we realized that we needed to drop the, bomb, the atomic bombs on Japan because they weren't going to stop there were images on the side of some of the walls of people who had been standing there. And where the flash went off, there's a darker part of the shadow of their body on the brick wall. They saved stuff and they put these museums together and they saved like images and, and stuff from that. But God also has other things, Chernobyl, Heard of that? You know, in Russia, there was a uh, nuclear reactor that melted down, and they couldn't inhabit the area for many miles around there. They they go there every so often. They have found a fungi that eats radioactive material in Chernobyl. Because fungi, which happens to be my log house too, but the different kinds likes wood, um, fungi has grown up under our sun with ultraviolet radiation and it doesn't die, some of it does Some of it, it'll die, you put you put it out in the sun, it will die, but some of it doesn't. Some of it goes, I like the way this tastes. I know the fungi doesn't talk, but you know, hey. Well, no, but the, the donkey talks, so yeah, it's like if a donkey can talk, fungi can talk. So the fungi, just, some of the fungi in Russia went hey, I like the way this tastes. It's sort of like peanut butter, and it glows. The fungi eats the radioactive residue of, of a meltdown of a nuclear reactor. Not only does it eat it, it processes it so that the, wherever it leaves, waste, is non-radioactive. God's just messing with us. Like we thought that we just destroy everything. Did you realize that if a giant nuclear war went off and all the planet was nuclear bombs everywhere, and there was nothing around here, eventually the fungi would go. I just love the way that tastes. The United States has a particular flavor. The remains of it. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> you are so kind to me. Yes desert Regional. So what? <laughs> like like for those jackets that I can't get out? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I can't get the end of the sleeve to get the other side. <laughs> Thank you, God, this was a great day. If y'all need some prayer, some of us are, are around.